welcome to the 25th episode in our podcast series about positive intelligence. Now, as you remember, in episode 24, certified positive intelligence coach Debbie McCullough and I discussed the application of positive intelligence to coaching clients with issues regarding communications. And as you know, the ultimate goal of positive intelligence is to regulate the imbalance between the left and the right brain, or to put it simply, and this may be an oversimplification, to turn down the volume of voices, the saboteurs coming from the left brain and turn up the volume of the voices, your sager, sages and your wiser self coming from the right brain. Now, today we have an excellent guest, she puts positive intelligence to work in her coaching practice, focusing on money mindset. That is to say, how to make money. Certified professional coach and certified positive intelligence coach, Cindy Morgan Jaffe. Welcome, Cindy, to Positive PQ. Well, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here today. Oh, I'm delighted you can join us, uh, Cindy. So, to start off, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and what do you do? All right, well, uh, thank you so much again for this opportunity. My name is, uh, as you know, Cindy, and who am I? That's really a great question. I don't know if we'll even go there right off the bat. Um, and the what What do you do is uh, a common question that, that we get here in Washington, DC. It's often focused on what we do professionally. And what I always like to say is that I, uh, what I do is I am um, a mom, we have five children, I'm a uh, community member, I'm a partner, I'm a friend, and I also am a professional. So professionally, I am a money mindset and mental fitness coach. And um, I will leave it at that for now. Okay, Cindy, well, when you talk about mental fitness coach, that kind of leads into positive intelligence because positive intelligence is all about mental fitness. So tell us how you found and became interested in positive intelligence, or you can use PQ as we call it. I found uh, it was really through the, the program that was offered to coaches that I stumbled really into positive intelligence. It wasn't on my radar, uh, but uh, of course, as in a lot of, ways that other coaches have found positive intelligence is through the network of referring and uh, recommending it. And so I took the program in the um, fall of October, starting in October 2020, and then went through the program and have since been certified um, in the program over the last year. And so, um, yeah, so I've, I've really found that to be um, a surprise. It was a big surprise for me of how effective and how engaged and, um, and just generally, I guess, um, surprised by the effectiveness for both myself and also for, for others as I went through the program. So you found that positive intelligence brought another added dimension to what you do. So tell us a little bit more about what uh, what did positive intelligence bring to you and, and a little bit more about what surprised you about it. I think what, uh, what it's done for me personally 
and then also for those around me, whether it's a family member or professional or clients that I've worked with, is the awareness, having a practice, having some insight into uh, drivers of our behavior. And though this is not new, there are so many other ways that we can assess our what's really driving us, whether it's our, um, you know, whether we take like a Myers-Briggs or any other uh, assessment, and this is not an, necessarily an assessment, but there are ways in which we can uncover and understand our behaviors and our, um, and kind of what, why we do what we do. What I really liked about positive intelligence was the whole package, was the systemic look at, at how we um, show up and how we can shift into a place of, of being, uh, almost opening our heart, opening ourselves to a larger um, set of not only practices, but principles that can, that can really lead us out of negative behavior and more into uh, generally positive behavior that makes us, um, that is a benefit to ourselves and others. Yeah, it makes us happier and, and actually more productive, you know. And so after you learned about this, and you're a coach, Cindy, so how did you define or find your specific niche to which you're going to apply the knowledge and coaching techniques using positive intelligence? Well, I already had uh, somewhat of a niche going into uh, this work. I have for uh, a long time now worked in the field of leadership, but also in the world of money mindset. And um, this was something that um, I've been really, uh, the high, my higher purpose has been to um, address the, the stress and challenges, the sense of shame that people have around money, not so much the financials. So this is not about financial, uh, literacy, although it does address the lack of financial literacy in the in in our country and in our world, and and the result that that has the impact on the emotions and the behaviors of people um, to the point where we see um, suicide. I mean, there's just so much pain that can come and and stress that can come from money. So my niche really. Um, much more specifically, I mean, there's always levels at which a niche can be defined, but um, this work has really helped helped me and others to be able to have a set of tools and principles for addressing money challenges in a way that um, that that is just more productive. Right. So you were motivated to to work on that niche because it was something important to you. Uh, now, you, you mentioned the word money mindset. What are you talking about? Well, money mindset is, uh, is a set of, it's how we are thinking about money, but there's also about how we're feeling about money. And that's where mental fitness can come in. And it's also in our habits. So I call it the mind, the head, heart, and habit of how we are, are um, in our relationship with money. And so what I, um, what I like to think about there is that it is, um, when we're talking about mindset, many of us have absolutely no idea that what we're bringing to how we relate to money, how we work with money, how it shows up 
is really um, there are elements of, of that that we have choice around where many of us don't feel like we have choice. We actually have some choice around how we're responding to a money challenge, how we're um, overspending or under earning. Those are often pat deep set patterns that uh, many of us don't even see because we're just so focused on um, the superficial ideas that money are going, you know, having more money is going to bring us happiness. Um, if I just spend more, I will be happier, things like that. Wow. Well, now, looking back, what motivated you to focus on this niche in your coaching practice? A lot of it came out of my own journey. Like so many of us coaches, we often coach around things that we have either uh, dealt with in our lives. I would never say overcome because I'm not sure we ever overcome um, those things that we find that are challenges. In my uh, midlife, in, in, so I am 64 and have raised five kids, as I mentioned, I think, in the opening. And, um, and I've been a professional, so I've always worked ever since I was 13. I've always had a job, um, unless I've been full-time in school. And I've always felt compelled um, and drawn to working. And um, a lot of that journey has been looking at, I'm, uh, looking at the success, what brings success for individuals and businesses, right? So what is it, what are those elements of leadership and of business model and of um, the way that we're interacting as teams and all of that. I've, I've studied that from ever since I was in high school, probably look back on that. What makes us successful in the world of work? And the one piece that I personally was struggling with and I see so many people struggle with is the idea of how do you, um, how do we become successful and um, where does the equation of money fall into that? So um, is, is just more money a measure of success or is it not? And at what level it, um, are we causing ourselves pain and suffering? We may, may be workaholics making a lot of money, but we're not very happy, for example. So I always was interested in that dynamic. And then for myself personally, when I turned 40, <clears throat> um, I also, I was going through a divorce and I was uh, navigating raising kids, having a job, and also wanting to be an entrepreneur. So kind of going back and forth between how do you have constant source of income, but also I've always been very entrepreneur entrepreneurial. And one of the things that I kept running up against is I would start a, start a business and then lose, um, lose emphasis or lose uh, momentum. And... Um, I realized one night when I woke up, I woke up in a real panic and this was over a period of time, but I think it hit a crescendo where I realized that um, I, something was going on that I did not see, see and I could not see. And I realized that I was expecting other people to take care of me and that translated into money as well, that I couldn't do it on my own, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but I had a mindset that it was that ultimately someone else would take care of me. And when I realized that um, mindset, I went to the library. I found a great little book called Finding Peace with Money by Jared Mundus. And that was really the beginning of, of a whole um, journey into you know how we relate to money. So you decided to be uh, with that background and those that, that 
understanding of the importance of money and happiness and so forth, you decided to be to become a coach. So tell us a little bit about when when that happened, how it happened, and then the experience, a few of the experiences you had may have had up to the point where you st started to apply positive intelligence. So the question you're asking me is when did I decide to be a coach? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, my, my relationship to coaching has been um, uh, kind of on and off because I have, uh, I, again, coming back to the business model, I'm very interested in scaling businesses and creating products and services that can bring in recurring revenue. So one of the challenges of being a coach is that it, it is not necessarily a recurring revenue model. And so I've, in fact, I've had coaching, but I've also been for the last probably three years, um, heavy into the digital course community. I've created a number of digital courses. I'm very technology oriented, started out as a graphic designer. Um, so I'm very interested in, in um, bringing the messages to, to a larger platform. So as a coach, I use coaching um, in facilitation. I use coaching to work with individuals um, here and there, but the majority of my um, focus is really on how to scale the messages that I'm that I care so so deeply about so recently I've just decided to write a book called the positive money book and that will really address um, a lot of what I've learned over the years wow and now you were you became a coach and then you discovered positive intelligence so tell me, after you learned a little bit about the principles of positive intelligence, the, you know, you know, the powers of the sage, the saboteurs, et cetera, et cetera, how did you integrate positive intelligence into your coaching practice? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, there are a few ways that I've in incorporated it. One, um, in a program that I run for women entrepreneurs, it's actually just called the Positive Money Program, but I niche it down. And in this case, I'm running one for women entrepreneurs. And what I do is I wrap, um, I wrap my, uh, at least in the initial program, I wrap um, the basic positive intelligence co course um, is embedded inside of just some basic work that I do around facilitation and identifying a challenge. And what I really love about the program as a foundational pro uh, program is that it allows those that I work with to go through this program and learn on their own what sabotages their relationship to money and also what are to learn some of those basic sage uh, powers that they can engage in addressing a challenge. Because one of the things that I've learned over the years is that just because we see a pattern of behavior. Many of us don't know really how to change those behaviors. And that's really mindset. It's again, it's, it's head, heart and habit. And all of those together can be, you know, quite, um, quite an uphill battle, especially around money, because it's so deep set into our identity and our cultures. And so um, it can take a while to, to really, um, for those that are really wanting to shift their relationship to money. Um, these tools, the positive intelligence set of the operating system is what they call, right. can be just extremely valuable for people because they're just like, oh, you know, all the lights keep going off. Like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that my hyperachiever and my 
controller or my stickler you know those are how are they playing a role in how i how i um interact with money right and and as a result of this you created something if one visits your website they see the positive money club that you created yes. tell us a little bit about that yeah so that's um i love creating things i've i've have a program for kids called pizza money and um i so, love that by the way <laughs> yeah i love my pizza money um and that's a little bit on pause while i kind of build out a little bit more of this positive money club um so the vision really for the positive money club is to introduce the concepts of of positive money and this is um something that most people think of just being positive like you know oh i just i just uh, switch something off and turn something on, right? And there's just, um, that's, it's just one, not as simple, but two, the vision of the Positive Money Club is to lift up the principles and the practices of positive intelligence and another practice that I um, am trained in is, which is called appreciative inquiry. So it's lifting up those, um, those practices, not only individually and for an individual, but in a family, but also in the world of business, um, because we find that, and this is where I really love the intersection of positive intelligence and business, is we are, are seeing that when we deploy SAGE, the SAGE powers, when we use those, um, some of the skills we learn, as well as the practices of mental fitness in a business environment, the entire business itself, where it attends to the stakeholders, it's thinking about the impact, not just on the bottom line, but on the environment, on the well-being of these, the staff. If you apply that across board, you will see the, um, an elevated, often financially, uh, companies do better, um, individuals and in families do better. I mean, there's just there's really no uh, argument for not incorporating positive intelligence and positive um, thinking into how you are interacting in the world in general. Well, you know, since you've uh, became, became, since you've uh, begun to incorporate positive intelligence into your coaching practice, you've had an opportunity to see the results of some of these things. And what are some of those results that you're, you're getting from your application of uh, positive intelligence into your coaching practice? I realize this is early on, but what are some of the early on results that you're seeing? Um, I, I see um, responses to things that I write. People are so grateful. They, they email me, they, um, they specifically thank me which is sort of an interesting thing. So thank you for the reminder of, or thank you for, for offering that insight. So I see that when I do writing, cause I, I write for a number of publications. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also see in my, it, with the, with individuals, individuals or teams that I work with is the, um, they're so grateful for the, um, the connection and the almost the um, they're allowed to take a breath 
and to use mindfulness in a way that doesn't feel woo woo. <laughs> you yeah. know, they're, they're, um, they're just so grateful that there are these tools that are validated and researched, right? I mean, we know this, right? This is a not new, it's not new to, to, to us to know what generosity looks like. You know, it's not new to us to, um, to be the receivers as well as the givers, right? Like this, we, we know what that feels like, for, at least for those of us who have, who have been loved in our lives. You know, we know what that, what love looks like and what love feels like, and that's unconditional, right? So, so what, if we can get to a point where we can think about and feel about money in almost that unconditional way, uh, it's a real uh, mind blower because most of us, um, we feel for those who do, don't have a lot, you know, or we struggle with those who have a lot and so we compare and contrast and we put good and bad and as we know through positive intelligence the classic question of i don't know is that good or is that bad so. <laughs> well you're seeing some uh early evidence of rewards that uh that you that you hear about from your clients when you apply positive intelligence to them, what are some of the other rewards that you see? You know, not only Cindy to your clients, but to you personally, uh, because of the the application of uh, positive intelligence in in your coaching practice. Well, I see it um, on many levels. I see it in myself and in my relationships. I'm a much better listener. I'm um, I'm much more aware of where what I'm bringing to the table, which is critical for all of us. Um, what I get triggered by, what is driving my behavior, and and how that's affecting my relationship to so much, right? Um, so I see it there, and that's been invaluable. I just cannot, I just cannot say. Um, I, it's almost like you can't go backwards once you learn some of the principles. And again, this is not new, but it's, but what by the practice of positive intelligence, which combines your neuroscience, it it brings in um, cognitive psychology and positive psychology. It's the mixture of those, um, knowing that it is affecting your nervous system, it's affecting, literally affecting your ability to cope. Um, that is, I see it in myself, I see it in my kids. Um, we all went through the, the program together. I see it in my family. And then I see it in those that I have trained or have gone through my programs. Um, what I see is that they are just more grateful for knowing how they can navigate tough challenges. Because I think we want to fix things, but I don't think there's such a thing as fixing. I think it's more about how do we become innovative? How do, how do we... Um, take something and see the opportunity of a gift in it. And that is just priceless. Wow. It seems like uh, the integration of positive intelligence, not only in your coaching practice, but to you personally, has really added a dimension to uh, how you approach uh, negative situations, uh, not only for yourself, but for, for your clients and so forth. And you're speaking of yourself. Yeah, how do you use positive intelligence uh, in your daily life and in your work? 
Well, uh, that's a great lead-in because what I was thinking as you were you were talking is I have this um, I do this training that I offer on a you know regular basis. They're called money dates, and um, money dates. Yes, and they're it's just the best thing ever. I love it. I love it. Oh, great. Yeah, they're, it's great. And I teach it just as a simple, it's almost like a lead magnet for me in a business or um, it's, it's, I'm, I'm absolutely passionate about money dates. And what money dates are is they are an intended and planned op, um, time to either to sit down with yourself, you could stand up or sit down uh, with yourself or with others, someone else that you would like to, um, address or ask a question around money um, with. So for example, my partner and I, my wife, um, we have been together for 22 years and we um, for a long time could not sit down and talk about money. We would, I would get emotional. Um, I would just feel like I just, you know, that she was more uh, more of an earner than I was. I mean, it just just was packed with a lot of emotion as well as as well as just kind of what are we doing in this situation? And so she would get frustrated. I would get frustrated. It would end badly. Um, that may resonate with many of the listeners. Another thing that we often do is we'll have, you know, go to sleep right before bed. We'll say something that we'll want we'll want to say. And then, of course, it creates um, sleepless nights. So a money date is a is a planned conversation where you uh, bring something like a candle. You you know you're coming in with what are what we learn in positive intelligence, <clears throat> which is which is with a sage mind. So we do breathing. We take do PQ reps. We might um, come into the situation with a sense of how am I going to be in this? And I I want I hang on to my PQ reps. You know the breathing the the uh, rubbing your hands together and things like that. And then, um, and it's really about love and about connection. And then the money, um, you're really deeply listening about what each person um, needs from the conversation and their goals for the conversation. And then it's just a set time and then you agree to end at that time. So there's a lot more um, added to the, to the meeting than just the um, transaction and this is this is true for any kind of conversation um, conversations worth having uh, there's a great book um, which is called conversations worth having it's about appreciative inquiry so it's not only that setting of of um, intention and of use of pq reps but it's also understanding how to ask questions that are generative that are inclusive, um, and that are life-giving. Wow. Cindy, you know, the bottom, let's get to the bottom line here and the application of positive intelligence to not only your clients, but to yourself. Tell us what really makes you happy. What, you know, from the perspective of happiness uh, when you deal with your clients and you know, and happiness in your personal life with positive intelligence, the added dimension that that has brought to you happiness <laughs> that's a great that's a great question well so what, it's kind of a strange question i suppose but it's hard you know yeah well it's it's i think it it's as i've gotten older um 
I have thought a lot about happiness and um, joy and how we have access to that at all times, even in the worst of times. And as a, as a, um, somebody who is, you know, and watching the world and as it, as it is so dominated by a lot of negativity and suffering, it can be extremely difficult to come in and feel joyful, right? So, so I think that where I have landed with this is knowing that I always have that capacity to focus on joy and to focus on, um, and well, not only for myself, but most importantly for others. I think a lot about what I call parent leadership and leadership in our lives in general, not just in the workplace, but as how are we leaders for ourselves and others, and that modeling of behavior around, um, around how are you responding to any, any situation, and so I really try to show up with my best self and to model the um, what I'm what I continuously learn every day, which is to come with a beginner's mind, with to have an open heart and to listen deeply. Wow! Now, Cindy, you've you've effectively applied positive intelligence. It's had a, an impact on your life, not only as an individual but with your coaching practice. Uh, and with that in mind, what advice might you have for coaches who might consider positive intelligence as another tool to add to their coaching toolkit? Um, well, the first thing that I would do, I, because I do a fair amount of kind of uh, talking to, a, to other PQ coaches, is, um, and this is just something I notice as a business uh, person, that... Um, is to understand that this is not just another uh, this is not just another um, tool in your toolbox. This is a, an approach. It's a it's an a way a way of looking at how you how we show up, as well as um, how we can lift up the lives of others. Um, what I see is that um, for those coaches and and for those of coaches those out there who are interested in being a coach is to remember that um, or to be to take time to consider how this as a money coach how this is going to help you in your business and also what are the um, your own blocks your own obstacles to thinking about yourself in your business and as a coach and if you're struggling with things like how do I price this or you know no one will really you know, I don't even know how to get out there. I don't even, I'm not good at sales. I see this with um, a number of PQ coaches that I've been in, connected with is um, how to be about business and sales from a heart um, place or from a place of giving. And so I would just really encourage uh, anyone who is thinking about that is to is to uh, be aware of what it is that you're bringing to the table when you're considering this as a as an um, tool in your toolbox. Wow. Well, Cindy, I want to thank you so much for joining me today and and for contributing not only to the knowledge uh, of uh, positive intelligence as it applies to coaches and clients, but this has been a lot of fun. You know, learning how positive intelligence coaching can be applied. 
uh, to such thing as making money, you know, and I really appreciate uh, your sharing your expertise on this. But now, you know, the bottom line, you know, another bottom line thing is, uh, well, there are obviously a lot of people who would want to contact you. So if they want to contact you, Cindy, now, how do they do it? Well, I have a website at my last name, which is Morgan Jaffe with one E dot com. So there is a website. I'm also on uh, Instagram at Positive Money Club and Facebook and Positive Money Club. And um, yeah, so those are those are uh, different ways. I also am on Clubhouse under, um, I believe my, if you just search for my name on Clubhouse, I think you could find me. So those are different ways and um, Otherwise, the mail. You can just probably look my name up in my mailing address and send me a letter. I don't know. <laughs> send, a, send a letter to Cindy in Washington, D.C. But yeah, no, there you go. You know. Morgan Jaffe. It's M-O-R-G-A-N-J-A-F-F-E dot yes. com or Positive Money Club. Is that what it was? Yes. Yeah. If you search, even do a uh, search on Google for just Positive Money Club, it, my website will come up. Okay. That's fantastic. And uh, well, I have to put in a plug for myself. You know, if you want to contact me, you can contact me. Uh, it's charliejetcoaching.com. I'm a specialist in career coaching. Or you can uh, obviously tune into the podcast series of podcastpq.com. Or I have another podcast series, series about critical skills called itsallaboutskills.com. Well, I want to thank all of you for joining us and we'll see you soon in our next podcast PQ episode when we will continue our discussions of the practical application of positive intelligence in a different area of interest. Thank you.